minutes, lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton. Vettel is alongside. Mitch, how are you, mate? It's been a while. I'm doing well, though. Yourself? I'm doing excellent. And you know why? Because we've had a very successful last month. Um, it's, we haven't been able to share all of it, which is a bit of a shame, but we're here now and we're going to be able to. Um, I guess it's, it's best that we go to the start, you know. Um, last time we spoke was, I think, just before the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, decent race. Yeah. Some would call it free. Some would call it free. And then, uh, obviously... Was it the week or two weeks after we had Brazil? The, we had a oh hell, Brazil, and then we had Abu Dhabi, and Abu Dhabi was obviously the big weekend for us also because it was the weekend of the half marathon. But we'll get there. Those last three races, um, I feel like it's not very good of us to dwell on it. Um, I don't think many of our <laughs> listeners will really care. Well, not care, but I don't think it's something that they just weren't too. They didn't really stand out much, did they? There wasn't anything... Apart from the Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah, but a lot of it was just... I wouldn't say repetitive, but the season by the end of it, it was becoming all a little bit the same, wasn't mm. it? You know, obviously George Russell won a race there somewhere. Kevin Magnussen got a pole in Brazil. Fucking, so, of course. Um, yeah. It all happened. Uh, Max Verstappen won the title, broke the wins record in a fraudulent manner with a lot more lot more races. Charles Leclerc became P2, he didn't choke... Yep, Perez got his... Mm. Not going to say that. Uh, Perez got done over by his partner. It all happened. Um, but, oh, I mean, I guess one thing to talk about too, Lewis Hamilton misses out on his win record, breaks his record. I think it's 17 seasons has he been racing. I think that's probably a couple too many, but had a win in every season. Just give him an extra but few this years. One, yeah, I'll give him a few years. He deserves it. Give him some tax, make his record sound better than it is. Um, but yeah, that, that record came to a close, which is obviously, I think it's a shame, um, but 15 consecutive seasons with a win, don't think anyone will match that, so props to the lad, I guess. Um, but yeah, Abu Dhabi GP, should we talk about the day of? Uh, I think we'll talk about the junior categories. Logan Sargent did of not, course. he grabbed his nuts and he held on. He did it. He, oh, mate, I... I got to the point where we were discussing it the morning of before we ran our half marathon because we ran the half marathon on the day of the Abu Dhabi GP and we we're talking about it and one one point we made is just why why did Logan Sargent even need a race he didn't he just could have said sorry lads don't need to do it after mm. the sprint race mm. and he would have been chilled he would have got the points but he said nah mate I'll do the race I'll do it the I'll do it the proper way yeah and props to him. Um, I feel like Williams probably would have appreciated that and uh, I guess it's it's just the right way to approach things uh, I think I think it was ballsy of him it showed confidence in his own ability and um, I think it's it's a good sign of things to come I think having the nuts on you mm. to race when you don't have to be able to grab them when yeah. needed yeah I like it from him obviously he got his super license points and he's through uh, did you see I think it was yesterday that, Le- ooh, not Lando, the Australian Lando, Oscar Piastri, uh, finally got his super license. Did you see him signing that off? Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. A bit late, mate. Well, yeah. It was un- What do you mean, a bit late? That was only two days ago. He yeah. signed it off. Come on, mate. He should have done it at least last year. He should have. Yeah. 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 I mean, good on the bloke, I guess. But 
I mean, he's done it in time. That's all that matters. Um, should we uh, discuss the half marathon then? Before we get to the half marathon. Okay, okay here we go. Because you've just mentioned McLaren, sort of. Um, can we just say congratulations to Zach Brown for signing a star driver, a secondary driver, and a reserve driver that all look the same? Honestly, such a valid point. Alex Palau looks like he Mexican Lando Norris. He's genuinely a Mexican Lando Norris. Yeah, like, Oscar Piastri is the Australian They look version. identical. He just looks like a, like a Hispanic... Lando, it's not even funny. Like their face, their facial structure and everything is almost identical. I'm not even like it's crazy. And then yeah, Oscar's not far off them either. Like all three of them are very similar. Like I don't know whether Zach's got a thing for them or it's <laughs> yeah, he probably does have a thing for Lando Norris. Um, I wonder what he gets in his dinners. Oh hell! <laughs> but yeah, why why not have a type when you have got someone as skilled as Lando and uh, someone as skilled as Oscar's going to be? Mm. But yes, the half marathon. Let's get into it. Um, wow. So the night before. We had a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> a couple? Yeah. Uh, you, I was late to show up by about 15 minutes, and I, I needed to be late because I think I, I was... I think 15 minutes is a bit... It was about 15, maybe 20, maybe 25. Maybe 30. wasn't 30. Definitely wasn't 30. But I just had to hydrate. I told the boys I was going to be late, just not as late as I was, but we got there in the end. Um, the boys were there. We had our trusty crew of Mitch and I, and then our good friend Michael Zvotnik, and then our pacer and guide, uh, Ethan Bald, and then we had the one and only Lachlan Moore following us on a bike, providing us with the uh, supplies we needed and uh, the motivation the live stream which uh, quite a few people got on so we appreciate that even if you're on for just a couple minutes um, but yeah uh, let's talk about the first 7k so we started at a, a special location close to our hearts which we won't name for security reasons <laughs> um, very very special location it's free something that is a great, great way to put it um, first 7k's we were humming uh, we didn't take a single break we ran through genuinely like horrific rain like torrential was, downpour no no it was genuinely like it was a downpour like it was fully it was almost hailing like it was we got drenched absolutely drenched and um, we summed that up with the strum down the straight on the clipsal yeah so we actually by the time we, we finished our um 7k's by finishing i think 7k's was literally the end of the straight at the uh, adelaide 500 adelaide 500 uh so around victoria park in adelaide so that was quite symbolic, I think. Uh, we finished mm. the first seven in, I think, 42 minutes. We were pretty happy with that. We rapid, were, mate. We were rapid. humming. Considering we were humming. We were running on dirt, mud, and a... T- yeah, it wasn't a great track, um, nah. actually. Because that Adelaide 500 set up, we weren't actually able to run across bitumen the entire time, which mm. was kind of the plan, but is what it is. Um, that didn't help my shins very much. Didn't yeah. help my socks as didn't well. Didn't help my ankles. Yeah, my shoes, actually. They, I started with bright white shoes, and they ended up black. Just like your sneakers at the Oz GP last year. Trench foot was looking free. Trench foot, we thought we were on. Michael Savotnik, the bloke we were running with, actually experienced it. So it was good to be able to use him as kind of a... Uh, Example. Like yeah, a, he, he kind of... He was our doctor of the day. He was able to guide how, how our feet were going. Yes, that was very, very kind of him. Um, we ended up being all right. And then the 7 to 10K, we were still going all right. But mm. Mitch, the furthest you've run before then was 11, was it? 11. Yep, and the furthest I'd run was 10. Um... That was in one run, obviously, and uh, we got to about the 11k mark, and we caught up with a support crew who mm-hmm. gave us some uh, Gatorade and some lollies, which got us <laughs> over the line. Got us, got us over 11k, and got some water in us. It was a scientific experiment. We it were was just needed. testing Gatorade. It was needed, yeah. And then um, those last 11k, bit of a blur. I think they're actually the worst experience of my life. Um, um, actually, I, I think I blacked out. I generally don't remember much of it. And I, I don't think I should have driven home afterwards. Um, it was terrible. 
It was, I'm actually getting like genuine PTSD from it. We, we tried to get it done and we got it done, but my God, it was, there was a few areas. So my shins were absolutely terrible. My, my lungs were starting to go. It was all happening. We were just all feeling terrible. And, um, yeah, we ran, I think we were running in the end. We averaged out to be running about six minute 30 Ks, I believe. Yeah. It just wasn't because, fast, but it just wasn't because, slow, you know, yeah, like it wasn't we walking. Started well. well, we were kind of, we kind of agreed that. We could probably all run 5.45s for the first seven. <laughs> that was so <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> we were like, we could run 5.45s. And then we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we won't be able to finish the last 6Ks, but we could run 5.45s for the first seven and then go into full walking mode for the end. But mm. um, we ran the 21.1 in, I think it was two hours and 29. It was a nut grab. So, yeah, it was our goal to finish it in two hours and a half of moving time. So we will concede that we, we stopped the clocks when we had our break. Um but the break was only about ten minutes, so it was it was kind of necessary. We we we, we took the necessary break, um, the necessary action to make sure we didn't die. Die exactly. Mm. Um, but we got it done uh, surprisingly, based on our training, which we will get into now. Yeah. So, how about you go first? You talk about your training. Well, I, I actually trained uh, quite a decent mm. amount. Definitely not enough, and I knew it was never going to be enough. We didn't give ourselves as much time. But Five weeks. I think that was the plan. I think if we gave ourselves too much time. We would have given ourselves time to become unmotivated and not commit to training. Um, with that being said, Mitch didn't train at all. But <laughs> well, I, no, no, I, no, no, I, no, no. I ran a, a series, I think I ran four 7Ks, like four separate 7K runs. And I did a 10K before. And then I did a couple of 3Ks just here and there, basically just trying to run whenever I could. But it was never going to be enough. I needed to commit to one big 15 or 14K run. And I just didn't have the time. Or I had the time. I just, I wasn't. There was no chance of me fucking doing that. Let's be real. So how was your how was your training, Mitch? So I'm I'm sitting here just watching this bloke send in a Strava daily, thinking he's Elliot Kachubalamine. Yeah, Elliot Kachoge <laughs> is the um, name. And at one point, I thought maybe I should go for a run, mm. and I did. I went for a three k run, listening to a another podcast. Mm. Uh, and Tomo's voice just guided me, mm. guided me through that three k. Mm. Mm. That was miserable, right? Mm. So I decided it's not me, it's the shoes. Of course. The shoes were the issue. No, of course, of course. So had to get some hockers. Mm-hmm. They were the, the clutchest thing of all time. Um, didn't go for another run for about four weeks. Mm. And then a week out, I thought I'll run 2.5Ks home from Ethan's. That, mm. I think I stopped about six times. Lovely. But the chat didn't know that. No, none of the mates knew that. Mm. Um, and then on the week of, I did an 8K. That was the hardest experience <laughs> I've ever, ever had. And then we decided no more running for the week. Saturday night came, had a few beers, mm. and then we got it done. And I think the beers actually saved it. They got us over the line. I reckon if we were properly sober... No chance. Pain would have been no, through no the chance. roof. No chance. Um, but we got it done. And uh, it, was, the odds. it was actually very satisfying to finish... Um, in reflection, it was more satisfying than it was at the time because at the time it was more, it wasn't satisfaction, it was more relief because it was just such a horrid experience, just just relieved to be over. But looking back on it, it's quite, it's quite nice to say, oh, you know, like I've run a half marathon. It wasn't an official one, so I think that's next. Um, mm. We do plan next year, we want to run a proper half marathon, an organised event and get a medal. Um, I feel like it feels a bit fraudulent when we ran it ourselves. Like, we still did it, but just because it wasn't as official. Mm. What do you mean? What am I on about? It was the official Wafpod Marathon. It was. Um, it was indeed official. And I did make a uh, bet midway through the run, and 
I haven't forgot this. I oh, said if no. Nicholas Latifi wins the IndyCar Championship next year, if he drives in it. He's not even, yeah, we don't even know if he's driving in it yet, mate. I'll run a full marathon. <laughs> um, if Nicholas Latifi wins it, uh, genuinely, I'll have to move to Af- Afghanistan or Kenya or I'll have to deport myself. Uh, there's no way I'm doing that. Just somewhere that we can't track you. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it was a surreal experience. Probably never should have bet Max Verstappen to win the title. Now, I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, it's the, all on you. The last six Ks, I know. I now know how Lewis Hamilton felt at Abu Dhabi. And mm. on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, well done, mate. Proud of you. Well, yeah, I'm done. proud of you as well, mate. I appreciate it, mate. We really, we really got each other over the line, really. Mm. I mean, I did push you into puddle at one point. He did. He, he was, wanted to solidify trench foot. It was quite funny, but <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Um, moving on in our other F1-related, uh, I guess, uh, actions. To the, the biggest nut grab of the year. So, here we go. What was the date? Was it November 29th? November 29th. Lives rent-free in the head, mate. I will never forget it, mate. So, on sale... The OzGP 2023 Grandstand Tickets. Now, for reference, we chose not to sign... We chose to not sign up for the uh, pre-sale access. OzGP Access, it's called, this system. Mm, What a dumb mistake. It's it's $50 for access, and what it gets you... Is it a Grandstand Ticket? Is essentially a Grandstand (laughs) Ticket, yeah. It gets you access to the Grandstand Tickets um, a week early. Not all of them, but an, an allotted amount, and it's... You definitely get them. If you if you buy that, you'll get tickets. Maybe not next year after what happened this year. Mm, but yeah. this year it definitely gets Still you the tickets. Still worth the try, right? So we quite cockily uh, cockily, in a cocky manner, uh, believed, you know what? Um, this is easy, mate. This is genuine. You know, there's nine blokes. We'll be able to get nine grandstand tickets in a row. Too easy. So we all spent Five hundred dollars each to our good friend Ethan, and just said to him, "Mate, here you go. Ten o'clock, it goes on sale. Do your thing." Now, Mitch came up very clutch in the half an hour before. He realised, should we just check if that's ten o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Time or Central Daylight Time? Uh, luckily, it was Eastern Daylight Time, and Mitch said something because otherwise, Ethan would have logged on half an hour late, and we wouldn't have got tickets. So that was a great save. Um, but Ethan logs on on time. He's using his phone while he's at work at a, another one of the favourite spots. Yeah. And um, he's doing it via his phone through the Instagram link. So he hops on at 9:30. the time. It's so 9.30. On the dot. I also hop on at 9.30 on my phone just to see how it's going and kind of just as like a crisis method in case shit completely hits the fan. If he sold. I jump in. Tickets. I'm 15... What was it 15,000 mm. in the queue? Yeah. And we were right on the dot. And that's, yeah, trouble. Big trouble at the mm. G. Like, yeah, there's not 15,000 grandstand tickets. Nah. So that was a little bit concerning. Um, mm. We all kind of were just at that point, shit. We had no idea where Ethan was in the queue because he's gone through the Instagram link. So we actually, he can't talk to us at all. And um, I finally got through after I think about five minutes of waiting from being 1,500th, 15,000th, sorry. I get through. And tickets are sold out everywhere. I couldn't even buy two tickets in a stand, any of the stands. Mm, outrageous. So everybody, we're talking for like, what, 20 minutes? Saying no. And we all fucked. just said like, bugger it. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Uh, that's bullshit. Standing, we're standing's gonna, coming again. Yeah, we're going to have to get a park pass ticket again, which was pretty dreadful last year. And then, oh my God. Going to have to get deck chairs. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, fucking yeah. standing. No fucking chairs. 
And then we get the message. Ethan sends in the message. A smirk. A smirk emoji, followed by the screenshot. Nine tickets in a row in the center stand. In the McLaren zone. In the McLaren zone of the center stand, nine grandstand tickets in a row. I couldn't believe it. How the fuck he has done that? Genuinely beyond myself, beyond anybody I know. Like, Twitter was blowing up. Like, everywhere on social media. The Instagram comments, the OzGP posts, Facebook, Twitter. Everyone is losing their shit because they couldn't even get one or two or three or four tickets in a row. And we got nine. In literally, it's not, I wouldn't say the center stand's the best stand. Um, it's a pretty good stand. But it's really not bad going. And we got nine tickets. It was genuinely just like the stars aligned. It was fraudulent. It was, we, we frauded the OzGP. Um, um, we got some, we got Baldies. He actually sent a message in for this episode. And he's, he, originally he was going for three lots of three tickets. Yeah. And he said, like, fuck it. If we can't get a seat, like as a nine, we'll just get a seat as sit, sitting groups together mm, mm. um that didn't work and he was also looking at fangio probably one of the more fraudulent ideas he had fangio is genuinely like the favorite like everyone mm. sits there yeah um so that didn't work and then he gave up pretty much and he was just refreshing he was like okay i'll go for nine kept searching kept searching kept searching nothing so, so, nothing nothing so the way that it works on ticket tech is you wait for your turn in the queue and then as soon as you're in the queue as soon as you're like at the head of the queue, you get access to all of the tickets and mm. you can just keep going and refreshing all of them and you don't go to the back of the queue again. Thank God for that. Because if he just committed to Fangio, we were fucked. Yeah. But luckily he was able to go around to the other queue and then just keep refreshing. And then I, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, they just pop up and he goes, bang, 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 buys them. He's so, never clicked off his phone. Genuinely. As fast as that. I, I'm surprised he didn't break the screen from clicking that hard. Mm. But he managed to buy, he spent four and a half grand just like that, bang. And we got nine tickets in a row honestly the biggest godsend of all time like absolute scenes couldn't believe it um so yeah we will be at the oz gp next year and one thing that we haven't added yet we are within sections i think it's a to c mm. of the center stand and what they're doing next year is a uh, if you buy the four-day park pass w- yeah, within those uh within those seats you get a voucher for a free McLaren hat as part of the Piastri supporter section. Do you know what we just didn't think about? So uh, we're getting we're getting free McLaren hats next year at the GP2, which is pretty sick. Does that mean you got to go on the Thursday, or do you go collect them? No, I think you get to, you can collect it all week. Oh, that's so free. Yeah, that's how good. Honestly, one of the great results. Um, yeah, and then it came to like December 6th or whatever. So everyone who didn't get a ticket, because there was yeah, a lot so, of people. So the tickets sold out, like we said, within like 10 minutes. So then they opened the extra stands on d- December 6th, didn't they? Yeah, December 6th for the rest of them, which they were all sold out, I'll just add. Yeah. They were basically, like, I'd say one third of them were gone in the pre-sale, like the $50, here you go, mate, have yeah. a ticket. So that, that Oz Access that we talked about before. They were probably about, you know, three quarters and 75% done in the... First release. And then they're like, guys, do not worry. Tickets are on their way. In Fangio, in this, in that. Yeah. Everyone loads up. 38,000 people just waiting. So yeah, that December 6th resale, that that extra seat allotment, 38,000 people in the queue. 38,000. I know it's not Silverstone, but for Australia, that's There's no way, man. That's fucked. There is no way. Like... It's, it's terrifying. Like, the amount of the sport's grown to the extent where tickets are that impossible to get is bonkers. I know. And it's all thanks to our listeners. 
Yeah, if I that's, mean, that's thanks to us. I and mean, we saw our Spotify wrapped. We're, we're basically cracked. I Essentially. Mean, I mean, thank you for us being your number one podcast. And your, yeah, we actually had a few of them, which was yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I mean, 70 on. Might be the only, only podcast you, you listen, listen to, to but, but appreciate it nonetheless. But yeah, so we will be at the OzGP. We'll be in the center stand. We've got tickets to all four days. We're really wrapped about it. Especially since Park Pass tickets went on sale on the 6th, didn't they? Or they went on sale today and they sold out. No, so they went on the 6th as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. And all all tickets on the Sunday are gone. GA. Imagine... um, Everything. Every single race day ticket is sold out. Like, that is... Bonkers. I've got was it sold out a lot. It didn't sell out for a while last year. I remember no, we bought dude, tickets. Like, we, no, we bought tickets. We bought tickets the day they got out. But our friends, like uh, Ethan and those boys that we're talking about before, they didn't buy tickets till like a week after, and they still were able to get them. Like it's it's crazy. So um, I've got a tweet response here from the LGP. This year it's just all happening. Um, where is it? This was hilarious to me. Okay. So on the day it came out, um. They responded to someone who could not even, who didn't get a grandstand. They're gone every year. And they go and say, don't worry, mate. Uh, GA tickets are still available. And then the next thing below is like GA tickets sold out. (laughs) Imagine going to like the OzGP your entire life and then you get shafted. Yeah. Speaking about shafted, Ayrton, mate. Yeah. One of our good friends, friend of the show. Episode four starred in... uh, a very Lewis Hamilton episode. He's gone to Bahrain. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's not the only person that said that, though. There's plenty of people that have just said, like, I've missed out on tickets. I'm, I'm really frustrated by the way the OzGP's organised it. I'd rather give my money to another organising group. And there's people going to, like, Bahrain. Um, I think Ed even said at one point he might go to Saudi Arabia. Like, it's all happening. It's, um, it's intense. It's intense. Um... Just showing Charlie the, uh, so yeah, the, the tweet right The message now. is literally them saying, "Hey there, don't be upset. Um, we still have some. We still have some GP tickets. We don't expect them to sell out today." And then the tweet unders they sold out. <laughs> and it's like the the actual tweet is someone just slandering them and, and being like, "This shows that this sport is not about the fans. How can all the tickets sell out?" And they're just like uh, disregarded the question. Oh well, is what it is, isn't it? I mean. If I'm taking the L right now. I'm emoting on everyone who didn't get a grandstand ticket. Yeah, it's because easy, we will be there. It's easy to say that from our position, but for that long time where we didn't know if Ethan had got tickets or not, it was we hell. were in absolute struggle. We were we were pretty. Cut. It was a genuine like, are we even going? Mm. To be honest, because I don't think I could stand another year just standing. Cancel accommodation, seen mm. enough, but we got there in the end. That's all that matters. Um, now, do you want to do a quick recap of the recent things that have happened? Should we just talk about Ferrari? I mean, we love slandering them on this podcast. Maybe I mean, we'll another how slanderous. long have we got into it? 23 minutes. I reckon that's a record. That's a record. 23 minutes without slandering Ferrari. Mm. That's a great That's a great effort, actually. But um, yeah, um, just some highlight points. Mattia Bonotto gone. Had to yeah. happen. Surprised he had another season. See you on later, it, team to principal. Catch you later. Um, who do you think will take over? Frederick uh, Sir or Jean Todd? I reckon, I'd, I'd hope for Cyril, but it's going to be... Cyril? Uh, I reckon like, I haven't even heard about him having any links Cyril, to Cyril to take over in a uh, surprise move $6.80 oh, mate that's generous $1.10 10, of course <laughs> um, no, I think, I think it's, it's all but confirmed it'll be Frederick Vasseur but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised they go back to a Jean Todd or something like that just to throw a curveball if Vasseur takes over then who takes over Afro Mayer mm. 
Cyril. Cyril. He's lurking. Free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Matia Bonotto's moved on. Yeah, that's actually a genuine shout. Wouldn't be surprised. After um, 27 years, out the door. See you later, yeah, mate. Kicks later, champ. Jog on, tiger. Um, uh, Charlotte Leclerc. And Charlotte. It's, 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 it's over. It's a sad day for, for, for fans of... For fans of the drivers, it's a sad day. The power couple, they've split. Um, what does this mean, though? A villain era. It is the villain era. And you, you made a great TikTok about it today. I did. I absolutely milked TikTok Got, got quite a few views, I believe. 120,000. Excellent work, brother. Thank you. Really, really spreading the Wolfpod name. Um, but yes, he... Uh, it's make or break next season, I feel, for Charles mm. Leclerc. Um, There's another driver, though, who's in the same boat. Lando Norris. Yes. Yes, they're both they're both coming off seasons uh, seasons where they've had breakups, and then Lewis Hamilton he's basically been broken up with Mes- with Mercedes. Mate, he's been broken up with with the championship. <laughs> that is true. He's, he's gonna... broken up with his era of dominance. It's their villain eras. It's going to be a big year. I think I th- I'm excited. Um, I think um, we'll speak speaking about Lewis. Christian Horner has said that they don't know if they can actually compete with Mercedes next year. Imagine saying that. Like you've After just, coming off back-to-back yeah, championships. Yeah, like you've just won both championships. You've won two drivers in a row. Mm. And you're going, mm, I just don't think we've got it in us. I, mean, I like it. Enough, I like it. It's alpha. I like I've, it. I've seen leaked footage of the new Mercedes car. Um, a lot of flat round there and a lot of uh, regulation braking. So Lovely. Uh, Mercedes 2023, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, do, we, do you want to do, just before we leave, a very, very broad, uh, way too soon... Prediction? Predictions. Okay. I've got I've got you know I've got three predictions I want you to make, all okay. right? Yep. A little bit hmm, how do I say this? Two of them are very like straightforward and then the other one is a little bit uh, a little bit hazy. Outrageous. Alright, so my first one is Drivers Championship next year. Max Verstappen. I'm going Charles Leclerc. Wow. Here we are. Just These kidding. are just not gonna I'm age well. I'm this is when Lewis Hamilton wins. No way. It's gonna be Max again. No way I can back Charles. I don't think Ferrari are going to be able to turn it around that much unless Frederick Vasseur comes in and he's the godchild. Um, mm. Or the godfather, should I say. But I don't see it happening. I'm, I'm, I reckon it's going to go max three-peat. Mm. Um, Constructors champion? This is tough. This is actually tough for once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I reckon Mercedes. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Mercedes. I just think Sergio's going to fraud it. Well, I think... Or Max I and think Sergio that, just won't get along. I think that friction there... I think it might explode next year. But they've had a handshake. They're, yeah. they're all good according to Christian. Yeah, but they're all good in front of the media, aren't they? But let's mm. see what it's like on track, mate. Yeah. I think I think next year's going to be very spicy. And then my final one for you. Mm-hmm. Who gets the most points? Lando or Oscar? Lando. It'll be fraudulent. Do it'll you think Oscar will meet expectations? He's got a lot of pressure on his I reckon he'll shoulders. get slandered by the media no matter what he does. Yeah. I reckon if he's... If he's just better than Daniel, mm. he's good because it's his first season, right? Yeah. But we've got to think about the car they're going to produce. And Zach Brown well, is confident mate, that they'll produce a car. Lando is not confident, so... There you go. Well, you can't forget either. Oscar's coming off back-to-back championships. Back-to-back-to-back. Here he comes, the three-peat. The four-peat. Oh, hell, of course. F3, F2, Formula yeah. Renault. Of course. How can I forget Formula Renault? Yeah. Um, what a guy. Oh, here's another one. Pierre Gasly or Esteban Ocon? Mate, I think there's going to be beef deluxe. I reckon it's going to be, like, fucked. Do you, know where else? Do you know where else I think there's going to be beef? Aston Martin. Yes. Yeah. Fernando and Lance Stroll. I don't reckon they're going to get along well. I reckon it's just well going to be Fernando and the team. When he... Mm. 
gets to live at a tractor. Well, I but mean, then again, I said, you know, I've said this a million times on this podcast just because I love Aston Martin and I'm just hoping as much as I can. I reckon they'll do well next year. Two seasons ago, you can't forget that they came third. Yeah, that is true. The green, the green Red Bull is coming. Here it comes. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is actually a good car. Um, yeah. But it's just whether those two can get along and actually put it in decent spots. Whether, whether. Uh, Fernando can get consistent mid-table points and whether mm. Lance can finish P10, P9 every race. Like, he was kind of on the brink of doing this season at yeah, actually, it at wasn't times. that bad. But, like, when he was good, he wasn't... He, he When he was good, he was good. But when he was all right, he always just ended up stuffing it up yeah. sometime the weekend. Um, yeah. My prediction, though, is out, if Alpine get along... They could be... They'll be... They could even contend for P3 if the car's good enough. Wow. Um, but there'll be a lot for people, I reckon, if, yeah. if, if the car is correct and they're yeah. not idiots. But considering Ocon's out I here think, saying I he think, did 98% th- of the yeah, work. I think next year we'll get the genuine Alpine versus McLaren battle that we've been wanting for a couple of years. I mm. think we'll get the genuine genuine mid-table battle where they'll actually score decent points too. I won't be surprised if they have a couple podiums to each other um, with the way that these regulations have been starting to work. I think this. I think next year the regulations will give us the results they're expecting from it this year yeah i think um i think teams after a year under the regulations they'll be better with them um they'll have a better understanding what works what doesn't they'll be able to copy the <laughs> the formula the copy the copy the formula of the race winning teams and i think i think i think the gap will will shorten next considering year considering there's also a penalty for the fia mm. for red bull mm. but very good point that I'm not even going to try and predict that because that can happen and they still be, you know, four tenths quicker. Exactly. Um, right. My last question for, for the season, mm. for the 2022 season, will Daniel Ricciardo get a drive next year nope. in a reserve? In in like, will he fill in at all nope. during the race? Nope. You don't think Sergio Max will be away? Uh, well, to be fair, we're actually getting a um, current spike in uh, the COVID cases. So mm. it could be a sniff at some point. But then again, they're all being that that much more careful so uh we'll see i guess well before we wrap it up you know we've got very exciting times coming we've got the gp in a lot sooner than we think um the exciting things will start to come up after christmas and into the new year where we have the car reveals uh we'll be trying to post as much as we can about that potting when we can to do some car livery reveals um we might even do another video doing a more uh, another video sorry another pod early next year actually doing our our predictions for the season you know comparing drivers but just quietly mate how excited are you to have two australian drivers on the grid next year now that battery bodas is essentially australian mate i'm that keen and you know what i'm really excited for to watch three australian drivers drive at the lsgp four actually you do hand there's doan 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 jack um if we're counting Valtteri, then Valtteri. Uh, I get to see a lap of Daniel Ricciardo in some sort of car. Surely. So that's five then with Oscar Piastri. And there's the other fraud in F2. Of course. I don't know his name. That's that's another thing that's going to be great. So these, these AusGP that we've got tickets for, it's the first AusGP, I think, maybe ever, which is going to have F2 and F3 racing. So That's why there was the high demand. Yeah. And that's why we were so excited to get And that's why tickets. we have tickets. So uh, in conclusion, we've, uh, we ran our half marathon. Max Verstappen won the championship. We made 20 episodes in a year. Yeah, that's our Starting 20th episode. From Silverstone. So we, we put in a shift. Uh, we were inconsistent, but we put in the shift. Uh, we appreciate all the support and whatnot. Um, if you're at the OzGP next year, if you've got tickets, let us know. We'll try buy your beer or something. But um, 
Lovely to speak to you again, Mitchell. Uh, until next time. Yeah. Waff on. Waff on.